0: Hi everybody and welcome back to Blue Lotus Café podcast. So today we are talking about Zen Cuisine and this is a name we gave it in our course in Blue Lotus. So we have a new course that we made which is called actually Zen Cuisine and today with me I have uh, Joyce, our instructor, and I have Damien, who is our friend and a big fan of Blue Lotus who has been here for many, many times. So welcome both of you thank you Uh, thank you (laughs) so we're gonna talk today about temple or zen cuisine so why joyce first question for you why is it called zen cuisine or temple cuisine
1: zen cuisine is basically like um it's different it's very different from the rest of the cuisine whereby zen cuisine is kind of like more to the meditation, like slowing down in cooking, slowing down in uh, in your daily routine. And also Zen cuisine is very different from the rest. It's because Zen cuisine that we are doing it, that we do not use pungent ingredients.
0: Mm-hmm. What are pungent ingredients?
1: The pungent ingredients are garlic, onion, shallot, garlic chive, leek, Japanese leek. Mm-hmm. These so are all the pungent... Anything
0: from onion family, yep, garlic onion family. onion
1: families and the garlic family. Yeah, because these, they, they have smell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, if you are eating like garlic broth, it creates anger. It gives yeah. you anger. But if you cook it, then it gives you like desire.
0: Mm-hmm. We heard that we learned today that it's a uh, more like kind of sexual desire, yeah. which can why so why is sexual desire a problem in this case?
1: Because in like Zen cuisine is also very um, how should I say that it's very into Buddhism, because okay. in Buddhism the five perspective of Buddhism in the first one is no killing, okay. the second second one is no drinking, the third is no lying. And fourth is no um, different partners that you will have to be faithful to mm-hmm. partners. So probably in uh, not having the pungent, like especially garlic, is like to reduce down on your desire on sexual, you uh-huh. know, yeah.
0: So you can focus more on yeah, focus more meditation, on meditation yourself, 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 self-development.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay,
0: very interesting. So first time, where did you encounter... How did you meet with uh, Temple Cuisine? Is it something that that was in your life for a long time or is it something that you explored at some point in your life?
1: Okay, Uh, I came across Temple Cuisine is because my whole family, we are plant-based and my mom, we don't use any of pungent ingredients, whereby we replace pungent ingredients with ginger, turmeric, galanga, in our like daily cooking so pungent ingredients uh, we they are not used in my family even when uh, when we when I cook in uh, my charity group back home we don't use pungent ingredients as well yeah. so when we visit temples we don't have food that that is included in, uh, with the pungent ingredients mm,
0: yeah interesting. And Damiano, for you, where did you encounter Temple Cuisine? And did you practice it for a long time or uh, here and there a little bit? Um, my first encounter was when I was a kid living in Macau.
2: Okay. My dad um, was happens to be a neighbor mm-hmm. uh, next to a Buddhist temple. Oh, and really? so every time when he was a kid walking by, they'll actually let him try some different food. Uh-huh. Um, as they were growing up and got, I I came around, um, mm-hmm. I, that's when I experienced it. And I remember every year during Chinese New Year, when we go over there and visit them, they will actually have a really nice spread. Mm-hmm. Some very unique dishes that I would say it's lost.
0: Uh-huh. Lost, um, lost. The lost day.
2: Right. So that's why I'm here <laughs> and to actually rediscover that path.
0: Oh, very good. So, maybe it's good to mention just where both of you are from so our listeners know why we're talking about it.
1: Joyce from Singapore. <laughs> Singapore,
0: yes. Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, I said
2: Macau. Yeah. Uh, I was born in Macau, yeah. now I'm actually living in Shanghai. Oh,
0: nice. you. Yeah. <laughs> This week we started with uh, the Zen Cuisine course, so Joyce is the one who actually designed the whole course. Uh, She's uh, more introduced, <laughs> well introduced to Temple Cuisine and the dishes that we saw in the first two days are really beautiful and the philosophy of everything that you talked about is really beautiful. So I'm interested in how did you design the course? What, what is the structure that you wanted to present?
1: We designed the course in a way that we split it up into four different countries. The first day, which is Korea, second day is Singapore, third day is Japan, and the fourth day is uh, Thailand. So we want the participants to experience uh, Zen cuisine from different countries, whereby though that we are in Thailand here, we are trying, we try to make full use of as much similar ingredients as possible to the countries. And we improvise with things that we have here. So far, for second day, we are doing well. And the participants, are they like it. And uh, it's, it's an honour that I think the most important thing that uh, we want the participants to feel happy Mm -hmm. that they learn something that that they can take home with them that is the most important thing that uh, at Blue Looters we are trying to push forward like plant-based cuisine to as many people as possible
0: and it's very true because I see the atmosphere in in zen cuisine this week is very different than what it is usually although it's still very joyful and happy but it's also it has that very peaceful zen energy. energy not just the music we play but also the whole energy is really nice and everything goes let's say goes a little bit slower but with more attention Mm -hmm. to detail and um, there is no wastage and uh, stuff like that. So I I will talk about this a little bit later on. But I'm interested also, you mentioned different countries. So in what way uh, those countries represent temple cuisine? Is it the same in every country or they have their own way and their own names for it?
1: In Korea, they name it as temple food. Mm -hmm in japan they name it as uh soji yori. in singapore we just call it jay i mean or vegetarian food mm-hmm. in thailand because there is a jay festival so during that time or uh, even if you go up to eat they they name it as jay so every different uh, every country they have their own different way i mean in most of time, th- the time like Korea and Japan you can basically go to the garden pick up whatever ingredients you want in Singapore is not possible unless you have a roof gardening or you know you you have you you stay in a landed property you can plant your own uh, vegetables Mm -hmm. in Thailand yes we have a lot of farms uh, in Thailand here so I think that the most important thing is um like for Singapore, a lot of times that we use mock meat to replace the ingredients that we, uh, we want to do it in Zen cuisine. Mm-hmm. So basically, well, when we structure this course, I always want to do something which is I always want to do with just uh, vegetables, uh, things like tofu, vegetables and all that instead of having all the mock ingredients. Because that Imitations. is yeah like an imitation of the meat, and mm-hmm. um, whereby mock ingredients there is a lot of gluten, so um, you know too much of them is is just no good to your body. But it's always best to work with your seasonal vegetables that you you have it in, in, in of every season. Yeah. And
0: it's a, a lot of things are really from scratch. Like today you made um, the silken tofu practically from scratch, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a big difference than what is usually done in different courses.
1: Yeah, like for example, uh, when we wash the rice, I actually save up the, oh, the rice, amount, yes. mm, yeah. you know, the water from the rice to uh, use it to blanch our vegetables so basically in Zen cuisine we will save as much as possible instead of wasting them Uh, even like trimmings from the vegetables we put them all in the pot and make into a vegetable stock and we can use it for the next day or the day after that is um, I think the philosophy of Zen cuisine is not to in in a way the first philosophy is to be compassionate Mm -hmm. To not waste uh, ingredients and to be very mindful in what you are doing mm-hmm. I mean not only in cooking but in in your daily life as well
2: yeah and um, the reason I really love this class so far mm-hmm. is it's not because it's spiritual in a sense I can relate it back to all the leadership programs that I actually deliver mm-hmm. and, and it has the essence of intentionality and has purposeful mindful of Mm -hmm. what you do and when you expand on it Mm -hmm. the Zen cuisine taught us it's actually how to be curious to actually see what is out there Mm -hmm. because we've been so busy in our work this is kind of like a reset Mm -hmm. how to be intention to do something simple yet the impact to the world is big because you know washing the rice Mm -hmm. doing all those uh, vegetables very simple simple, Mm -hmm. right it's simple but it actually help you to ground yourself Mm -hmm. and i like to remove those pungentness what you call it Mm -hmm. why because we're so busy we actually never realized some of the simple things we took it for granted now it's actually reset us to be actually more aware where we're at and then how to actually expand on it and bring it Mm -hmm. so i think this is actually a really good course for people that's actually under stress yeah. and when they need to actually come back to and reset recharge and recharge, and refocus, this yeah. will be really good because mm-hmm. last night was actually the first night for the whole year mm-hmm. that I felt like, oh yeah, I'm actually starting rapping to the music that wow. I'm listening to in the bar. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I'm feeling that the smell of the pungent is what you call it, but sometimes it can become fragrant like mm-hmm. garlic yeah. i can actually have
0: that appreciation mm-hmm. rather than just took for granted mm. so all of your senses become a little bit stronger because right. you are not exposed to uh, a lot of uh, smell a lot of uh, mm-hmm. flavor too much uh, like spices right
2: And and, and what what we talked about in the leadership perspective is we need time to reflect, Mm -hmm. right? And the Zen cuisine actually allow us to do that. Mm -hmm. It's actually slow us down and reflect on what we've done Mm -hmm. and how can we actually do it better in a way that we can not just impact ourselves, but actually slowly impact others without people pushing back and saying this is not the way that I do it. Mm -hmm. It's actually, hey, we can do it in a different way, in a different way without them knowing that's that's a perfect spot.
0: I like uh, where this conversation is going so we're gonna go a little bit deeper into all of this. The whole point of doing Zen cuisine uh, and being present is really doing your best and I want to reflect on what we talked about in some other episode of the podcast. We talked about the four agreements. And one of the agreements was always do your best, which means you try to do your best in whatever action you're doing. So if you're uh, washing the dishes, you try to wash dishes in the best way possible. And in this way, you're actually staying present. And that's the whole point here. So I want to talk more about what is in Zen Cuisine that uh, pushes us to actually focus more and... For Damiano, how did you experience this in, in the course? Did you feel more aware and present by doing all of these things? For this course, I'm using it as to uh, resharpening
2: my senses, yeah. uh, resharpening the emotional intelligence level that I'm at and then see how I can raise it and how I can actually basically refine how I approach a matters. As well as people, mm-hmm. and that's important. Um, there's a lot of in the leadership space called experiential learning, and I'm actually using the Zen cuisine as a experiential learning for myself mm-hmm. to rediscover what I what I'm good at mm-hmm. and what I'm actually need to improve on. Mm-hmm. And this space is perfectly for it. Um, working with our partners and how to co- cooperate with them, communicate. Without insulting, yeah. you know that that's important. Testing patients with testing. Yeah. Yes, testing patients with each other. Mm-hmm. How to actually provide nurturing feedback? What mm-hmm. I would say because nowadays it's so easy to give feedback, but how how is that going to impact the other person? What is your purpose intention, intention of yep. doing it, and is really helpful. And in the kitchen. It's actually a dangerous environment. You always have to be aware, not not what your actions, but others. Mm -hmm. And it brings all the... Exactly. So this is a very
0: good point. Uh, It's very true that in the kitchen, you always have to see what everybody around you are doing. You have to kind of uh, think ahead what steps are they're gonna make how you can help somebody in really fast how you can influence them uh, to make something more efficient so we're always like we have all the six <laughs> the sixth sense on completely so but in zen cuisine we try to focus 100% on what we are doing so how did you feel these two things are balancing out
2: it's totally balanced like Mm -hmm. uh, I can correlate every single actions that I'm doing like Mm -hmm. if I if I communicate with somebody in a Zan cuisine how to actually prepare this recipe Mm -hmm. what do I should I raise my voice Mm -hmm. do I actually do a calm voice Mm -hmm. how can I actually say it in a way that the uh, my partner will hear what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so we can actually do it in under time pressure yes, so to speak more efficiently more efficiently yeah and the instructor which is Joyce yeah. has this personality that provide that space yeah. to allow us to do it to to prepare the recipe in a calmly mindfulness and purposefully
0: and it's so, great So maybe, maybe this is a good message for all of the chefs in the industry. Uh, Maybe that kind of uh, rush or uh, yelling is not always the best solution. And just being more mindful can be actually uh, more efficient uh, for the whole team. And of course, in the end, more calmly because there's less stress. Right and and with less stress is actually make a, your environment safer mm-hmm.
2: in the kitchen. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point. And we know that kitchen safety is number one yeah. priority. Exactly. Yelling and screaming can only get you so far. It's, it's how you can actually do it calmly and influence others to do it which Joyce has a perfect spot for life.
0: Thank you! <laughs> so we have to disappoint anybody who is into that master MasterChef uh, crazy culinary <laughs> adventure. Right. Being more mindful is actually uh, much more efficient and it yields better results. Right, and with me taking so many different courses
2: here as a mm-hmm. fan, yeah. mm-hmm. I can see the different personality of each chef. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, it's really interesting to see each chef for each course has his own personality to project across. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Joyce has this personality to make it calm, to reflect on what Zen cuisine actually, it actually means. Mm. So, you know, uh, I cannot say any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> very good.
1: I, I used to be a very hot temper person. Hot temper. It, yeah, hot temper? I'm, I'm seriously like, um, you know, I get triggered very fast like in just like sip of the second and my temple is is crazy I used to yell in the kitchen I used to throw uh, pots and uh, wooden spoons to my students but I think because I'm a volunteer in my charity group
0: mm-hmm.
1: and which is a Buddhist group and it actually when I'm in there I kind of like I volunteer a lot and that taught me how to be like, uh, to calm down myself, to change my attitude towards people, mm-hmm. to to use a different uh, approach to teach my students. Because I realized as the years that I have uh, taught through, I realized that uh, especially the younger generation, you can't use like the, you know, the harsh method towards them. Yeah. yeah. So I changed along the way. And now that I'm becoming more like uh, calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean Blue Lotus is a fantastic place to work at. <laughs> uh, I mean back home it's in... Easy
0: in way. <laughs> it's it's easy a It's easy
1: but not easy all the time. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we are very busy and uh, sometimes we get very busy. Sometimes uh, we, we are kind of relaxed but... Relaxed but we still have to develop uh, a lot of things that we need to develop in the new courses so it's a very different approach from where i came from from back home because i was from the industry the hotel industry Mm -hmm. so you know you are always rushing with time you are always have to be ready on time and um, that kind of um, how should i say the habit that you have like cultivate along the years that they were being brought towards the students that i have taught uh, in school mm-hmm. so uh, but along those uh, as the years passed by that i volunteer in the charity group that i learned to kind of like calm down myself and to to have a different way to show more love to my students along the way yeah that's I'm what sure that's what i feel yeah <laughs> i i think my students um they drew me a lot of cards they gave me presents i i uh-huh. think i i you know you know as a teacher you don't ask for anything in return yeah. the the most important thing is that you want your student to be the best of their best in for the society that they are of better people that uh, they have big achievement in their life in the future but uh, they do appreciate by giving you cards giving you presents that is how they show their appreciation that's all is also another thing that i want to like make this zen cuisine uh, a week-long class like a very peaceful a very calm place for the participants to be in thank you and and enjoy enjoy.
0: (laughs) awesome thank you so much So in plant-based cuisine, we're actually teaching people, especially in Lulotus not just about the food. We're, we are teaching them about the lifestyle. And I feel that Zen cuisine can cover a big aspect of this lifestyle because it's more emotional, as we mentioned. We, you, Damio, you mentioned uh, empathy, right? So it, it has an emotional aspect. It has a very mindful aspect. What do you think, Joyce? Is Zen cuisine a good way to represent and expand plant-based cuisine in general?
1: I think it's a good way to kind of like extend it further because we notice that these days, most of the people, they are living a hectic life, Mm -hmm. right? They are so hectic in a way that they lost themselves, they lost their soul, they lost their mind. They lost their body. And also this course is not just for plant-based person, but I think it's a good way for non-plant-based people to come and learn, to, in a way to recharge. To recharge, to reflect where they are actually coming from, like what is their objective in life and to find their goal again in their life. Mm -hmm. Which I think through food, and to, to Everson, which is a beautiful resort that they can relax, they can learn something, they can recharge their body, they can uh, reflect themselves, find themselves again. I think it's a perfect, uh, perfect uh, environment, environment mm-hmm. uh, perfect like, uh, course that they can come for.
0: Yeah.
1: That's what my view. I'm not too sure what is Damel's view
2: number one I would actually let all the listener to understand is Joyce is not a slave driver Mm -hmm. in the room in the kitchen this program is not just actually you'll be spending from sunup till sundown in a beautiful environment in the kitchen this is actually only as part of your healing process or as part of your reflection Mm -hmm. and so you got only a set number of hours in the kitchen. And then after that, you're free to roam and then relax and enjoy the environment. So I want to actually stress that. Uh, otherwise we scare people away, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so basically it has a fun element to actually help people to relax and then just recharge. That is the most important part. That's what I felt from the
0: taking this class so far. So. Beautiful. Thank you so much. So we're going to uh, wrap up. Uh, I think it was a really fun podcast. So I want to thank both of you for uh, joining the podcast and we hope to hear you again. So thank, thank you, Joyce. You. And thank you, Damiano. Yeah,
2: Thank you. And it is not just for plant-based people. It's also for people
0: that just want to relax.
1: This is just the beginning.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. And uh, we will talk in the next podcast. Enjoy everybody and have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.